Welcome to Colorful Conversations about all things home and decorating. I'm Tasha, the founder of Kaleidoscope Living. I love colorful decor, home decorating, and organizing all the things. And I'm Tia, Tasha's good friend, colleague, and type B counterpart. I know from experience that living your best life begins with creating a home you love. So on this podcast, we chat about DIY, home design, and life at home. And I know from experience that juggling kids, work, and life in general often means your home gets put on the back burner. Together, we bring two unique perspectives for some very fun and colorful conversations. Thanks for joining us. Let's do this. Yes. Hi, hi, hi. It's Tasha here. And y'all will probably be very excited here that this is my last solo episode of season four. I'm happy for sure, to tell you that T is going to be back for the rest of the season, starting with the next episode. Yay! That means I don't have to sit in my closet by myself anymore. Oh, and in case you are just tuning into season four for the first time, the reason I have been alone so far this season is that I have been featuring some of my favorite interviews from the Beautiful Home, Beautiful Life Summit that I hosted last February. And I am hosting the second annual Beautiful Home, Beautiful Life Summit again this February. It starts on February 16th and registration is open. So you can go to beautifulhomebeautifullife.com to register. And I am here to tell you to do it ASAP because this year we have over $6,000 worth of incredible giveaways and they start tomorrow which is almost a full week before the summit. So the sooner you register, the better chance you have to win something. So uh, let me tell you that all giveaways are open only to U.S. residents and you have to be 18 years or older. Y'all, this is not our choice. It's the laws. I am sorry to every Canadian who is listening. I love Canadians, but Canadian laws about sweepstakes are very weird And they are not allowed. You have to have, there has to be some skill involved. And I don't, can't even get started on all the other countries. So I'm sorry. It's U.S. residents only and you have to be 18 or older. But for those people who qualify, there's so much good stuff. Like, um, oh my goodness, over $1,600 worth of Ryobi tools. It's actually pronounced Ryobi. Did you know that? It's Ryobi. I still can't break the habit of saying Ryobi, but it's Ryobi. Anyway, um, Ryobi slash Ryobi tools, Hoover carpet cleaners and vacuums that I personally own and use. They're amazing. Virtual virtual design sessions, y'all. I get asked all the time if I offer e-design services. I do not. But many of the interior designers who are speakers this year do offer those services and they're giving them away for free. Uh, We also have an organizing session from my friend Lisa Trigstead, who is the genius behind Neat Freak McKinney. She's giving away a virtual organizing session. We have a $400 gift credit to Murals Your Way, which is where I got the freaking amazing and gorgeous wall mural that we just installed in Atlee's room that you may have seen on Instagram. Y'all, I am not kidding. There is so much good stuff that we're giving away. Um, And again, we're starting the giveaways like almost a week before the actual summit starts. So go register now because the sooner you register, the more you're going to be eligible for. And remember that basic admission to this online event is free for everyone. You're going to be learning from 26 experts about how to declutter, organize, and decorate your home. It is happening on February 16th, 17th, and 18th. And the best part is you can watch the sessions at home in your pajamas. Okay. I also want to say (laughs) you guys are still delivering on the reviews. They're still coming in. And last week I read two reviews And both people who wrote the reviews were listening and heard me read them and wrote in. And now we actually get to send them free stuff. And it's the most fun ever. And I feel like Oprah. And this is my new favorite thing. So now I'm going to read 
another review that came in last week. So the subject of this one is helpful and fun to listen. I recently started listening after purchasing the binder. It's been very helpful in providing inspiration and getting my house done. I appreciate both the content and the hosts. Not overly produced, but easy to listen to. Keep it up. This one was by Annette B04 via Apple Podcasts. So Annette... If you are listening, please shoot us an email to podcast at kaleidoscopeliving.com so we can send you something free and awesome as well. And y'all, if you have time to leave us a review and then we read yours, you'll get something free and awesome as well. You guys, take that, Oprah. This is the best. Okay. I'm going to come down from that high because... I never, it's very fun to give stuff away and I'm, I'm, I get to do it for the summit. I get to do it for the reviews. It's just very good. Okay. But let's turn, let's turn, let's, I'm going to calm it down. We'll, we'll turn our attention to the matter at hand. So in today's episode, I am sharing my interview with my sweet friend, Rosemary Groner of The Busy Budgeter. So, oh, to know Rosemary is to absolutely adore her. She's hilarious. She's also a legit genius. Um, She has been featured by Entrepreneur, Forbes, Fox Business, and Rockstar Finance. Y'all, she has taught over 18 million people how to budget and save money, even if they're a total hot mess. Rosemary teaches people how to get the best results with the least amount of effort, and she specializes in the toughest cases of chronic disorganization. And in this session, she shares her brilliant tips for how even the messiest people in the world can get and keep their house clean, even if they've always failed before, okay? So if you are listening and you feel like you have tried everything. You've read all the magazine articles. You've tried every system. Every All your friends have given you their best tips and tricks for how you just try this thing. Oh, just, you're just, you just need to do this thing. And suddenly you're going to be able to keep your house clean. And you've tried them all. They all sound like good ideas. They work for other people and you've tried them and they just don't work for you. I'm telling you, <laughs> Rosemary is the girl for you. And here's why. This is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but I want to make sure you actually hang on and listen to her interview. The difference in Rosemary and how she teaches is instead, she's not a type A person like me. It's not me dishing out advice for how I keep my house clean and how you should do it too, because I am a type A person and I've never had trouble keeping my house clean, okay? That is not going to be helpful to you if you struggle to keep your house clean, all right? But what Rosemary does is she says, y'all, I'm, I was a hot mess. I had, she, she used to tell me that when she dropped her kids off at school, the teacher would like open the door for the kids and trash would fall out of her car. Okay. That's who she, that's who she, that was her inherent personality type. But instead of fighting that personality type, she like leaned into it and found a way to work with that personality type to find systems that work for her to keep her house clean. So She teaches you how to work with that personality type, not against it. So let's, you just got to listen. Just listen to her. She's amazing. She's a genius. And she approaches it unlike anyone I've ever met. So let's listen in. Here we go. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. I'm so grateful that you agreed to do this. It is, you know, as I was working on kind of the speaker lineup, I just felt like there was like this gap um, and that most of the speakers I have lined up were like me. And I don't like my vocabulary wants to call it type A versus type B personalities. I don't know that that's accurate, but that's how I think of it. And I didn't want to do that because so many of my closest friends are their brain does not work like mine at all and I feel like there aren't a lot of people talking to them and helping them work with their personalities and that is your expertise my friend 
Yes, we can help that. That's everything we do. Oh, so excited. So we are going to talk about how anyone can get and keep their house clean for good. No matter what, no matter how messy you are. Welcome to the cold club. (laughs) Not Tasha's club, but this is a good club. Okay, so start because I have we've known each other for many years now. So I kind of have the benefit of knowing these things. But tell the people who are watching, have you have you always been able to keep your house clean and organized? No, it's actually I have not. So for most of my life, I didn't know it at the time, but I was chronically disorganized. In my mind, I was just super fun and creative and not like boring and detail oriented, but in actuality, I was a complete total hot mess. So it comes out in different ways, but typically like my house was always completely trash. So at one point I was living in a basement apartment and the laundry room, the clothes not only fill the laundry room, but they seeped down into the hallway and I was a state trooper at the time. So I would have to climb over the laundry pile to get out the door. I mean, it was like awful. The dishes are never done, right? There would be mounds of dirty, crusted, gross, gross dishes. So when you go to cook dinner, you're like, oh, I'm not dealing with that. So you just like find new dishes to pile onto the old dishes. And then, but it would also like affect other things, right? So it would be like, I would end up late to work a lot. Like you would not want to hire me. (laughs) This would not be a good hire. So I was always late at work. And even though I was a great worker and I had a lot of really good skills, um, and to be honest, I was a really good trooper. I didn't really get that much trouble. But the fact of the matter is like that kind of stuff affects you. Like I was lucky that I got to report to like a road and nobody saw me be late. But in a traditional office space, I would not have done well at all. They'd be like, oh, you've been late 28 out of 30 days this month. So everything came to a head for me. Um, I just thought it was kind of like fun and creative and like, you know, who wants to be boring and clean until I got married. And when I got married, I married a guy that was just like me. And one of me is, two of me is not a good situation. The other area that this chronic disorganization comes up with, because it, it, if this is your personality, it's not like it changes for different things. You know what I mean? If you're a hot mess in your home, you're kind of a hot mess everywhere, right? So when it came to like budgeting or managing money, I was also a hot mess. I was impulsive. I was procrastinating. And so when we got married, I got lucky though, because at the time I was living in a basement apartment and I had a fairly decent salary as a state trooper. So because I didn't really want a lot of stuff. Like I was kind of okay. I had like a little bit of credit card debt. I think maybe like six or 10,000. When I got married, I got like $30,000 worth of credit card debt. And I got to marry a guy that is literally exactly like me. So it went from like, you know, we're kind of towing the line to like, this is a bad situation. And I mean, I, I, we're going to go through all of the things that I took to change it, but you will be pleased to know that that is nothing what my life looks like now. Like, although it would be really funny. I, yeah, it would be bad camera work, but we can like stay in my office and it's like gorgeous and decorated and organized. And it's honestly, it's hard to believe where I came from looking at what I am now. And we're going to talk about this, but I didn't change my personality. You can't change your personality. It's set in stone in your formative years. So what you have to do is you have to work around your personality with your personality. And that's what gets people in trouble because typically organized people are writing about organizing, right? Like you're not going to get a job writing for, you know, Women's Day magazine being like, I had to walk over my laundry every day because they're going to look for the person that's like super type A and has all their yarn color coordinated behind their head in the mixture there. Those are the people that they want, which is great. But your mind works so differently from the way that somebody who's really, really kind of disorganized in the brain. Right. And I will tell you, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I grew up, my mom was, I mean, chronically disorganized is the perfect way to describe it. And that is how my mom was. And she was super, super creative. And I did think, oh, she's just a free spirit. And I lived my life trying to teach her what was working for me. And it I just, I'm so excited that you are going to share your knowledge with both types of people, the the me's of the world who need to accept we're just different. And that's 
actually like a great thing, but it doesn't matter what systems work for me. They're not going to translate to certain people in my life because they're their personalities are so different. So tell us, you didn't change your personality because you can't. How how did you do it? How did you do it? Okay. So for us, how this started was I never actually started going like, I really need to get my house clean. It never even popped into my mind. One of the things is that I grew up in a house that looked similar to how my house was at the time, right? So that seemed normal. That wasn't right. the problem. Um, what happened was when I got all that debt, now we needed to get good at budgeting, right? And so we would set a budget and fail and set a budget and fail. And this went on for a long, long time. And I kept getting super mad at myself. I'm like, I cannot figure this out. Like, what is going on? Like, And you kind of feel like you're broken. Like everybody else knows what they're doing, but there's something wrong with you. Do you know what I mean? And at the same time, like nothing is working. So then part of you just wants to be like, screw it. I'm just going to go get another credit card and buy Jimmy Choose until I feel better. <laughs> Don't do that, by the way. Um, and so what happened was during one of our arguments, one of the things that we realized was that it, in the moment, we're going to do what we want to do. Do you know what I mean? We can set that budget and it's going to look amazing. But when we get done with a, with a hard day at work and somebody's like, hey, do you guys want to go to Applebee's or whatever? We're like, yeah, we do. Sure do. Because nobody wants to go home to our trashy house and, and cook food in our trash kitchen and deal with the dishes and the, and the laundry and all of that. So we were kind of always going to procrastinate what it was. And once we realized that there was a connection between home management, and home management is not like an often used term, but it basically means all of the stuff that you have to do in your house. Once we realized there was a correlation between that and budgeting, it was like, I cannot tell you how quick our budget changed and how quick our house changed. And it's always funny because like, you know, I somehow became this home management expert, but really all I was a budgeting expert. The home management was what I had to do to get the budget. It was a great, a great, like, it was almost like a side effect. It was a great side effect, but that was never what we were hoping to do. So the first thing that we did was we once we realized that we were like, okay, what is the bare minimum that we would have to do consistently to be able to just get the home running enough to not affect the budget? Because okay. one of the things we realized is that your your home routines have to support your ability to save money. And so we realized, okay, what if we just walked over the trashy floors? We didn't worry about the trash. We didn't worry about anything. We we just focused on the things that absolutely had to happen in order for us to help our budget, right? And so what we figured out was that there was three things. It was dishes, laundry, and schedule book. And if you did those three things every day, and these are super short things, right? We have timed this so many times. Dishes take five to six minutes. Okay. Laundry takes about seven minutes. And your schedule book takes about two minutes if you do it every day. If someone is living in the same situation that I was living in, or even a little bit better... If they just did those three things consistently every single day, their life would look completely different very quickly, like within a couple of days to a week. And it's such a bare minimum effort that anybody can do it. Like even me and my giant trashy house, I could do that and be okay. And that was like such an eye opener. Um, and so I get really excited about this. So I'm like, just going to go right in. But please, you know, please do. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so exciting. And I remember, I just have to say this. I hope, I don't think this will embarrass you. I think you're like, no, oh, like yeah. it's pretty yeah. hard to embarrass me. Yeah. But I remember talking to you once and we, we are so like, we're so yeah. polar opposites. And I remember you saying like, just in passing that, like you would have trash fall out of your car when you dropped your kids off at school. Yeah. And I was like, no, that can't. <laughs> be a real thing and you were like no no I mean like literally it happened yeah like like McDonald's bags were like trailing the car as I left yeah okay so before before we dive into like the tips the concrete tips why are your methods so different because I mean they are they're very very different so what makes them different Okay, so number one, all of this stuff is tailored to work for people like me. I will be—I will say that I am surprised that I have had people that aren't super hot mess be like, "This is great." I'm like, "Really?" Like, okay. Um, but for the most part, all of our audience is typical to me. Now, they might not all be as bad as I was, um, but they're going to identify. We have nine identifiers, which basically means that you probably have this chronically disorganized personality. And the things that make us different are that we do three things. 
the first thing is that we work with your personality all the time, right? So you have to accept the fact that your personality set in stone in your formative years without a major like brain injury, like fear motivator, something really bad that happens, your personality can't change. Right. for 12 years, I was like, we're going to do it different this year. And then we didn't <laughs> and like over and over. And this also comes out in what we call trash and untrash the house. So like you trash the house, right? Because you're like, whatever, I don't care. I'm just done. And then the house gets trashed. And then you're like, this is it. I mean, business this time. We're cleaning the whole house. And then you spend like the whole day cleaning everything. And then you're like, screw it. I don't care. And then it gets trashed and back and forth. And people do this for years. I did this for years, right? And I just thought like every single time it was like, well, this is the day that it's going to be different, but it never really was because that requires willpower. And one of the things that makes um, this chronically disorganized personality is two things, is lack of willpower and, and impulsivity, right? So if you're the type of person that sees the burn and eats the burn, like it would be very hard for you to be like, my body looks great. I'm going to go nosh on some carrots. Like that's not a thing in my world. So if you are that type of personality, then you know, okay, so like I have difficulty with willpower. Like that's not a thing in my world. And then impulsivity is if you're like in Target and you're browsing around and you see this awesome planner and you're convinced it's going to change your entire life. You don't really know how much you have in your bank account. You have no idea if you can afford it, but you are getting that planner. Like if there's nothing in the world that's going to stop you, that would be impulsivity. And so when you have these two things, you have to accept your personality. Whatever we do, and we're going to go through this, whatever you do, you have to be self-motivated to your personality. And we do this by incentivizing every single thing you do. Right now, you get Ooh. all these dopamine releases, right? From procrastinating. And it's way more fun to sit down to watch Netflix than it is your dishes. Like, that you can't change that. And so when you rely on willpower, what you're saying is that when I've had a really crappy day at work, when the kids are screaming in the car and they're fighting over anything, when your husband is a total jerk for whatever reason, I'm going to still find the motivation to do the dishes and that's not going to happen. So what we do is we say, the first thing we motivate your time. So we say, you can only do this amount of work and it's one hour a day. And most people are like, I don't have an hour a day. I promise you, you're spending more than an hour a day on random stuff anyway. Now oh, that yeah. might be Netflix and cell phone or whatever, but we have an hour a day and your life is going to get so much better because you're going to do stuff that is exciting to you and motivating. So you minimum, we, we break it down. Like you have, we have one hour to, or I'm sorry, you have uh, 15 minutes to do dishes, laundry and schedule a book a day. And we teach you depending on like what your, what your work schedule is. If you work outside of the house, here's when you're going to do the dishes. Here's when you're going to do the laundry you're going to check our schedule book. We've got systems in place for that. We can go through all those. Um, but once that is done, you're done. You are not allowed to touch a thing in your house. You cannot clean anything. You can't catch up. You can't, because we need to train you to crave freedom, right? Ooh, like that's the only so thing that's smart. Work. You have to be like, I have nothing to do. I can watch Netflix. I can go to Target and browse. Like, I can do whatever I want to do. I can go, I mean, I live near the beach, so I can go drive down to the beach. And like, as mothers, there is an endless to-do list. It's never going to end. It doesn't matter how clean you are and how organized you are. You will never come to an end. So you have to, one, recognize what freedom feels like, and then two, crave it. Like, I just want to be done. I just want to do my own So smart. So instead of waking up and thinking, oh my gosh, I have dishes in my sink. I just, and, and, and I see this in one of my closest friends. She, I'm not kidding. All day, all day, she will dread dealing with the dishes in her sink. And she said to me the other day, so then I wind up like I'm in my kitchen and I'm scrolling, I'm standing by the dishes, but I'm scrolling Instagram. So instead of, it's like retraining your brain to instead yes. of dreading the things you need to do in your house, you look forward to it because once they're done, yes. you have the whole rest of the day to, to scroll Instagram if you want. Yes. I and the thing is, is and, and we talk about this too, because a lot of the times it's difficult for women with husbands, right? Because the husband's like, you're literally just sitting there. Like I worked all day and I'm doing this. And like, you have to retrain the whole family to be like, no, this is how we get what we want. If you want the clean house, you, like it is just as imperative that you do whatever it is you want to do. And it can't be what your husband wants to do. You can't like, 
you can't be obligated to like, okay, now this stuff is done. I have to go take the kids to the park or go on DNA. If those are what you want to do, then that's great. But it has to be like your secret desire, which for you or for me, you know, is ballroom dancing and knitting. Yeah. So those are the two things that I do. And once that happens and that consistently gets done over time, you're training your brain to be like, this is the best. I can't wait to get my dishes and laundry done. And then I get to do whatever. Now for hard cases, we need to go a step further. So for some cases, particularly in the beginning, it's still really hard to get the dishes and laundry done because you haven't switched your brain yet to be like, this is going to be really awesome. So in those cases, what we do is we do something called temptation stacking. So if you cannot stand doing the dishes or the laundry, right? Then what we teach you is to, to take a trashy TV show that you like, or maybe you're not into trashy TV. I totally am. <laughs> take a trashy t- TV show that you like, and that's the only time you're allowed to watch it. You just put the phone right on the washing machine. You load Hulu or Netflix, or if you don't have an account, borrow your mom's or somebody like that. And that is the only time that you're allowed to watch that trashy reality show in like box of seven minutes. And that, it's the same thing. It trains that dopamine release to be like, oh, so to this day, laundry is like my favorite thing. And laundry, I hated for years, but it's like the only time I watch Bachelor in Paradise. Like it's amazing. And I'm like, oh, did we just really do that? It's really exciting. That but, is so smart. And I don't, I don't mind doing certain things around the house, but even I would like it better better if it was combined with something that I loved and this literally never occurred to me yeah and the effects go beyond it so temptation stacking you can only use with one thing at a time right? okay well let's say you wanted to work out and you wanted to do laundry if you try to temptation stack both of them and watch bachelor in paradise for both you're only going to do the thing that you like the most out of the two evils right but after you are like okay this is set in stone like I know how to do laundry like even after you remove the bachelor in paradise, you still get that, that release from the laundry. Cause you're like, this is me time. Like this is quiet time. Like it's a weird thing that no one ever believes, but when they do it, they're like, Oh, it works. Like, what is this magic? It's, it's all witchcraft. That's what it is. It okay. is, but it's, it's so brilliant. And so, okay. So before we started officially recording this, I told you that. So one of my closest friends, Tia is chronically disorganized. I mean, yeah. And what is so interesting to me, and I think people whose brain works like mine is it, and I, it sounds like you were the same way. She recognizes that she's chronically disorganized. She doesn't want to be chronically disorganized, but nothing, no solutions have ever worked for her. And so all of this that you teach, and I know you share a lot of things on your site, which is busybudgeter.com, but... Was it last year that you created Hot Mess to Home Success? Yeah, it was actually the year before we launched What's last it? January. Okay. And I, anyway, my friend Tia knew about it because you and I are friends. So I kind of knew about it when you were working on it. And she's been so intrigued. And her birthday is coming up. And <laughs> since it's open, as we're recording this, it's open for enrollment. So I yeah. bought it for her for her birthday. <laughs> and she, it was, she's so excited because I think I really think and and she believes I, it, this is finally going to be the thing that that works so it's that okay so tell me so you basically in hot master home success you teach people how to create a home management system is that like yes. a fair encapsulation so what yes. would it look like what does a home management okay. system who goes through your course what is that look it sounds like it's an hour a day at most yep so what we do is we actually, before I'm going to run you through like everything that we're, we're going to talk about and I'll give okay. you like quick tips as we go through. So the first thing we do is we automate because just like your friend Tia, the first yep. issue is that people are like, okay, this is great. And I need help. I don't have time for help because when you are kind of a hot mess, you are constantly operating in red zone. Like you're constantly in chaos and any extra thing is like, I barely am keeping the balls in the air. Now I can't do anything else. Right. We start with automation because we have to make room in your schedule. Like if we can't make room in your schedule, you can't complete the course, but also you need room to breathe. And that's the first time that we start training for the dopamine release of like, this is what freedom feels like. Like it's really important for you to have a moment to enjoy your house. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because that's something that chronically disorganized people have never had. It's always like boom, 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 boom. I'm always late. I'm always running places. 
once we teach automation, we do this through teaching pickup and grocery delivery. That is always a really sticking point for people because people who are chronically disorganized also have problems with budgeting. And they have this belief that, well, if I order grocery pickup or grocery delivery, I'm going to spend more money. And we teach them why that's not true. And we have them test it. And there's a couple of things on the course that we're real sticklers on. Like, you don't, I don't want, I don't want to make you do something you don't want to do, but you have to try it. You have to do it your way. You have to do it my way and then compare the results and then go with what is actually working. And what we found was that like across the board, when they did pick up our grocery delivery, they spent less money and they saved a ton of time. And what it is because you don't have all those impulse purchases, right? I've never walked into Target and not spent at least a hundred dollars. It's possible. I mean, that's like a beacon. Yeah. So once we, um, and then that's just one part of automation. So we also teach um, how to automate all of your errands. So, and particularly what we're looking to do is remove any of those last minute, we're at a dog food. Okay, that's fine. I can go tomorrow, like right after work. And before I do this, like we want to eliminate those. So we set up a really simple staff room. And a staff room is basically like a Walmart or a Target in your house. It can be in a closet. It can be in our corner of the room, but you're basically stocking any one of anything that you would be like, oh, oh my gosh, okay, I have to go out right now. Like if you ran out of paper towels, you could probably get by it for a day or two, right? But right. if you ran out of toothpaste or deodorant, you would probably stop. So we're we're basically stocking anything like that to remove that like emergency. And then we teach about like Walmart has two-day delivery, Amazon Prime. There's a lot of different options that you can do it. But when that happens, when you're like, oh, I ran out of this, we're going to always offer to have it shipped to the house in two days or something like that or included on a grocery order. If you have Alexa, you can say, add to my shopping list. I hope I didn't know. So that's what I do that. It's like, um, and then, so that, and then there's every single errand pretty much in the world you can automate. Now, the only one we haven't figured out how to automate is um, car maintenance, but I just make my husband do it. So it's kind of its own automation. Delegation. <laughs> and then, um, so dry cleaning can be automated. Um, mail order prescriptions are way cheaper than going to the Walgreens. And they're oh. usually direct through your insurance company, so you can have them automatically sent. I mean, it's like a hole in the world out there. This would be a totally different story 20 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then a big one, a really huge one, a huge, huge part of automation is recognizing how much time you spend on your cell phone. So the average, I think right now, is six hours a day per person. And that's not a bad thing. Like we, we just talked about that dopamine release. If this is like, if you crave Instagram, like think right. go for it, girl. Right. But like, I want you to to choose wisely. Do you want Instagram or do you want to read on the beach? Do you want Instagram or do you want to like go watch trashy reality TV or whatever you love to do? And so you're more conscientious of that and you're choosing to do that in the moments of truly relaxing and not procrastinating. Sorry, I get really excited. Oh my gosh, I know. It's amazing. (laughs) And I I had never, like I would not have articulated like the stock room makes perfect sense, but there are certain things that once I moved out of the house I grew up in, which was 100 million percent chronically disorganized, that as you were talking, I was like, oh my, that's one of the first things I did when I was living. In college, I lived on campus. In law school, I had my you know, an apartment and I was living in it by myself. And one of the first things I did, I guess, was create a stock room, like multiple things of paper towels. And I remember so vividly running out of something and it was something really stupid, like paper towels or not. And I remember like feeling sheer bliss at the fact that I knew I I had it because we, I grew up exactly how you're saying, like, oh my gosh, well, we have to run. It, it just always felt like we were on the go running like chickens yeah. with our heads cut off because it was kind of like putting out little tiny fires or playing whack-a-mole everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's such a it's such an easy thing to do. And as long as you add more to your list before you use the last thing of something, you save yourself so much time. And we have, and we have systems for that too. Basically a good home management system, like we talked about using your personality, we are assuming nothing like we, you, and I mean this in a nice way about myself, I cannot count on myself. That's the problem. So we find ways to remove me from the home management system. And that's the only way it works smoothly. So once we create time with automation, then we work on foundation. Um, And we start with automation because once again, it gives you a little bit of breathing room so that this isn't overwhelming. You actually have extra time now. 
So once we work in a foundation, we teach dishes, laundry, and schedule book. And part of dishes, laundry, and schedule book is you are not allowed to sweep. You're not allowed to clean. You're not allowed to vacuum. You're not allowed to do anything except for dishes, laundry, and schedule book. Because once again, we're training that brain. We want that dopamine release. We want you... The first thing that happens when you have extra time is you get bored and you're so used to filling it. So you're like, oh my goodness, dishes. Like... I need you to accept being bored and now do something that you crave. And then and we need something to switch in your brain to be like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I want more of this. And so by removing everything else, we're removing the preconceived notion in your brain that says, I have to catch up on the house. You actually don't have to catch up on the house. If your house is completely trashed, if you do the dishes, laundry, and schedule book, there will be very little impact in your life because those are the three things that honest to gosh matter. And so by by experiencing this, you're like, right. okay, so like it's not the end of the world if the laundry room stays messy. I just have to do one load of laundry and be done with it. And with the laundry, we're always just working. We're basically just watching yesterday's clothes. That's it. If you have a specialty fabric, you can put that on the side and then eventually you'll do that. But so laundry is literally just watching washing yesterday's clothes as long as you consistently do that one load a day, right? And then um, for dishes, we it's basically the same thing. You're just washing the dishes that you did today. Now, for certain families, that's impossible. You could not possibly wash all of those dishes in one load. So what we teach is to hand wash the large bowls of pots. And we even teach like, so um, nonstick pots are really, really hard to, to clean. Yeah. Um, so what we teach is don't buy the nonstick pots and replace them if you have them. You want the stainless steel ones. And the, I'm sorry, the whatever it is, like the metal ones. Right. And then you get the stainless steel scrubby, which are like 50 cents at Target. And it can clean anything. I don't care how like gross it is. It takes five seconds. It just, because it's metal on metal. So it just basically completely cleans the bottom of it. And it's done in a few seconds. Now, I cannot stand dishes and dishes are like, it's hard for me to remember that it used to be such a big deal because now it's so fast, right? And once you get into a routine of doing it and you're getting rewards from it, it actually almost kind of, it's fun. It feels like a little domestic, a little homemaker. Um, Okay. And then the schedule book, we we go through all the reasons why people fail at scheduling, right? And a lot of it is um, perfectionism and they're trying to jam everything into their calendar so Mm -hmm. everything looks and we hear a lot about like oh you should time block time blocking is important time blocking is great not for us um time blocking doesn't work for us because what happens is we don't have any realistic idea of what can actually be accomplished in a day Uh, so we set all of this crap into our schedule book it's never going to happen so every single day we wake up going i have so much to do i'm constantly behind we don't get it done we moved over to the next day and then so on and so forth what an actual schedule of book should be is the absolutely essential things that are going to have negative consequences if you don't do. So you actually, white space is a great thing in a planner. You want lots and lots of white space, only of the essential things, and your planner should never move. It's on the corner of your kitchen kitchen counter or somewhere that you're going to walk by at multiple right. times a day. And it stays there. If you go to work, you snap a photo of your day and you don't worry about it. And every time something comes up, you need to add to your planner you text yourself. If you have an iPhone, you can even just say, hey, Siri, text Rosemary Groner, blah, blah, blah. And it ends up as a text. You never text yourself, right? Unless you're super- Right. Yeah. But um, you never text yourself. So when, you, um, when you're when you making dinner that night, you spend one or two minutes just getting anything out of your out of your little text that you texted yourself, add it to the planner, look at, next, at tomorrow to make sure you don't have anything crazy going on, and then that's it. Now, we do a 15-minute project planner for all of the stuff that you would normally time block. And a 15-minute project planner is just like a brainstorm list of all of the stuff that you want to do. Like every random project, every big work project, if you have a business, your work for yourself, it all gets listed. And then at the end of it, you're like, okay, how can I, what are, number one, what are the top five priorities? What are, and then you're going to circle those. You're only going to work on those. And then you're going to brainstorm it, like make it messy. Don't make it neat. Don't worry about it being neat. And then you're going to break that into 15-minute increments. If I only had 15 minutes to make progress on this, what would my steps be? And you're going to have all those steps listed out. So when you have a few minutes in a day, you just go to that list and you just start. And the crazy thing is, and this we see this all the time, is that when you have a day with all those blocks of things right. that you would like to do, but they're not priorities, you're immediately like, oh, this day is going to be awful. I've got yeah. so much stuff to do. I have no idea how I'm going to get all this stuff done. When you have a whole day free... 
It's you get to do this stuff. Oh my gosh, look at all the stuff I did. I did like nine things off the list. It's amazing versus like, oh my gosh, I have to do all of this stuff. Yeah, Here. it's just like a little, sh- a little shift. Shift. And gosh. it feels like you're just rocking life when you go through this to-do list. And that's one of the things that changed in me the most, right? Is I was constantly the person that said, I'm going to do something and then not did it. And so when we went through this home management program and we started getting stuff done, it was like every day I'm like rocking at life. I'm like, I'm amazing. And I am someone that has never really felt, I mean, I felt like creative and fun, but I've never been like, I am a, I am a getting things done, like dreaming. Right. Like that was not part of my story at all. Okay. So that is just, um, okay. that's just foundation. Like, yeah. So what we found was that the people that try to meal plan, meal plan, fail, meal plan, fail, meal plan, fail. Um, it's because they don't have that foundation and they don't have the automation, right? Once you get those two pieces in place, meal planning is like the easiest step in the world. So I don't want to get too in depth because I don't want to bore you, right. but those are complex skills. Meal planning, budgeting, and cleaning are all complex skills. Decorating is even more of a complex skill. Right. And then simple skills are automation and foundation. So you okay. have to master the simple skills before you can master the complex skills. Once we've mastered the automation and the foundation, the meal planning is like brainless because now you know what your schedule is. You're consistent in your schedule. You have time. You've de-stressed a lot and we've switched our brain in from, from going like you basically you're craving the freedom. So you want to get the stuff done because then you get to do all this exciting stuff. And then we basically throw out all of the meal planning because meal traditional meal planning is never going to work for us, right? Number one, we're chaotic. Like one day we're like, I want pizza, and the next day we're like, I want chicken. And that's just the way it's going to work. Like you can't say on Tuesday, we're going to have a Friday. You have no idea how you're going to feel on Friday. So what we do is we choose super, super simple. We start with 15-minute meals. If you're in the drive-thru all the time, you're not making kale smoothies. Like yeah. You're not going to freeze or cook 100 meals. You're not going to meal prep. With it. Let's, we're like, that's 10 steps down the road, right? So what we do is we basically eat the same stuff you're eating at McDonald's, wherever your favorite drive-thru is, and we're just preparing it at home. So we're talking like burgers on the grill or the George Foreman, if you know how to do that. If you don't, that's fine. We'll use Tyson's frozen grilled chicken breast. Like there's no rules. Like, and traditionally when you, you can't find this stuff on the internet because no organized person would ever be like, the meal planning secret is Tyson's frozen grilled chicken breast. Like they would be laughed off. Oh, right. You're so right. And (laughs) well, what's so funny is I, I feel pretty organized and like on top of things I like, you know, I, I don't, it kind of makes me happy to vacuum like, but, <laughs> but I'm so excited to be chatting about meal planning now because it is the one area that where I have failed over and over and over and over again. And it is because of what you said, which I never thought of before. Like, I don't want to plan seven days ahead what I'm going to eat because I don't know what I'm going to want to eat that day. Right. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing is with grocery delivery, you don't have to, right? So what, what we do is um, you basically... And I can't say what we do because we cater to you wherever you are. So what someone would do if they're still in the McDonald's line is a lot different than what we do now. What we do now, we've been eating fairly clean and healthy for about three years now. But in the beginning, we were literally recreating McDonald's or Chick-fil-A food at home. We're using 15-minute meals. There was tons of chicken tenders. There was tons of pizza. It wasn't super healthy. But what it did was same thing, dopamine release. It got us used to eating at home like who doesn't want to eat pizza at home like it's amazing and it's super simple and you feel like look at me I'm being domestic I'm making food for my family and now we're building in that time of this is fun time and your budget is way under control because you're spending a lot less to make the stuff at home than you're spending at the Chick-fil-A but the food is the same so you're not like you're not like oh great chicken again when I really want a Big Mac or whatever. Right. You're not deprived. You're not feeling deprived. You're right. still getting what you want. And you can, because your dishes are clean, you, you're you not like irritated and stumbling around right. your kitchen. It's not overwhelmed. We're setting you up to win. So you cannot possibly fail. That's And that's the whole thing is that these wins roll over into more wins. So once you're cooking at home, there's other things that you can go into. So one of the things we do is we do freeze easy. So we pick out a couple of recipes that we really like and we just pack the freezer with them so that if I don't feel like cooking or if I'm away or something like that, jump and pop it out. But with freezer meals, you still have to have time because it's going to take, you have to remember to thaw it and you have to... So one of the other options is something we call a backup meal. 
And a backup meal is something that you really, really like. It should be something that's enticing to you. And we usually put a picture of it right in the fridge so that you don't have to like talk yourself into it. And it's something that is shelf stable. So it either sits in the freezer for the whole time, but doesn't need thawing. So like meatballs and spaghetti would be a common one. For okay. People. Yep. We make um, like cowboy burgers where the burger and the bun are already cooked and frozen like that. So they can be heated in the oven or heated in the microwave if you needed to. Um, eggs and pancakes are a really common one. Like you can even buy the pre-made pancakes, whatever brand you want, and then just scramble up eggs and like, oh, dinner. So that if something goes wrong, because something is always going to go wrong, you don't have to go back to the drive-thru. Um, all the pizzas are like $5 and they're amazing. Um, you can just stick them right in and you're like, good to go. And then, so there's all of these solutions that you have to get through meal planning. Now, what you're going to find though is because you've done everything else, meal planning is kind of a breeze. And then it gets really exciting because now you're like rocking meal planning. You're kind of feeling like you're winning at life. And now we throw in budgeting. And budgeting is something, again, all of this is just a side effect. Like I didn't plan for it. I didn't care about the house. I cared about the budget. Right. Because meal planning, because grocery spending and eating out is usually the biggest factor right up there with, with your house payment and what people are overspending on. It's never, it's not true, it's not never, but it's usually everything went wrong. We went out to eat, somebody rated us out. That's where the budget went wrong. And then once the budget goes wrong, you're like, well, screw it. I don't care. We'll oh, start yeah. again next week. Yeah. Because that stuff's under control, the budgeting seems so easy. And I'm not saying that this is as easy as like eating Cheetos on the couch, but I'm saying if you've been trying to fix this stuff for years, it is shocking how easy it is when you're like, right. this is what everybody else does. Like, this is what the rest of the world feels like. But you have um, to do it in a certain order. So you you're basically, you're teaching people the foundation, which could almost be called the bare minimum. This yeah, is, it is. The, it's okay. quite consistent. This and then after it. the budgeting, so then we teach people how to budget. We teach people how to okay. track your net worth. We don't get into investments or anything like that because it's not my specialty. Um, but we teach how to stick to a budget so that they're consistently doing it. And so readers have been paying off all these credit cards and then they're not fighting about money. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. saw that John and I were bad fighters about money. I mean, I can remember being married and thinking, oh, this was a mistake. I love this guy, but this is not going to work out. And now money is just not even a factor because at some point, like once you start meeting regularly and you get yeah. the wise and it's easier to stick to a budget, it in a very weird way, it becomes fun because you're like fighting against the man and like you're winning yeah. and you're like, yeah. that's what we're doing. It's really exciting. Once you've got that under control, that's when we focus on cleaning. Because up until we get to that point, you want trash in your house, you don't have the skills to keep it on trash, right? So you're basically right. wasting your time. You can sit there and clean up your whole house. It's not going to stay clean. So you're just burning time. So once we get to that point though, you've got all of these routines that just like the routines support your ability to save money, your routines also support your ability to keep your house clean. So that's the point where you guys can sit down and you can decide what really bothers you? Like, right. do you want to live in a gorgeous house where everything is like decorated and nice and like makes you really happy? That's what I wanted. So that was the point that we could sit down and say, what's important to us? Like, is cleaning the top of the fridge important? No. Is cleaning <laughs> the front porch important to me? No. And right. you can still see, like, if you were to come over, you might be able to find mess. But the average person comes into my house and they think I'm like you because everything is gorgeous and decorated and right. to the naked eye, it's really clean. Now, we don't clean on top of our fridge. I've never scrubbed my oven. I don't even, I didn't even know that was a thing until this year. Like we've never scrubbed out my, my fridge. I've never cleaned windows ever. I didn't even, yeah. But even when people it. have like, they've mastered the foundation, now they feel good in the budgeting, you're still never going to tell someone to do the most. You're just, that no. is just... No, because again, it's based on your personality, right? right? So what we do is we treat triggers, right? So John is messy, but John grew up in a very clean house, like, like you know, lick the table clean. And right. I grew up in like, I mean, we walked on Cheerios and dirt every day. So to me, I'm like, the floor's <laughs> clean. Like there's no like spilled pasta sauce. And he's like, <gasps> So that's one of his triggers. So I don't really see the need to clean the floor. I really don't. If left to my own devices, I probably wouldn't. But we have to, but so we get a Roomba, right? We got ours on Craigslist for like $45. It's like a 640 model, which is amazing. You should get the 640 model. We upgraded and the 640 is way better than the new one. 
And um, you just start the thing every day and it goes around and sucks up stuff. And that keeps John he, untriggered. That's that's clean enough ah. that John's like, we're good. But I didn't have to add anything to my thing, right? So like, to not to gross all of your readers out, but I probably wouldn't really care about cleaning a bathroom, right? So right. maybe a guest bathroom. Um, but John probably would. So that goes on our list. But I can guarantee you, if you looked at my cleaning checklist and we compared it to yours, it would be a drastic difference so basically even kind of in that advanced phase if it doesn't trigger you don't do it don't do it yeah and Um. and you have to and again it's just like the budgeting like what I want is not more important than what he wants and what he wants is not more important than I want everybody's finding a place where they're like I'm super happy with this right now the other thing is that once you get the budgeting under control and you get your debt paid off, you also have the option of if you don't want to clean bathrooms and you're not super picky, you can have someone come in for about usually about forty dollars an hour and just clean your bathrooms, your shower, the stuff that you would like clean but you don't care about. But honestly, and we've done this before because my income has obviously drastically changed. Right. We paid off all of our debt and everything. I find that I'm happier when we don't have the cleaners come in because that's just one more thing I have to coordinate. They're messing up my schedule. And I think the house is amazing. And then John thinks the house is amazing. So like, we're good. We're good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and one thing I'm realizing as you're talking and I hadn't, you know, in my head, when I think of a budget, I think probably of how most people think of it. Like, how much are we going to spend on groceries? How much are we going to spend on these categories? And can we stick to it? But the question I get all all the time is or comments like I would I really would love to decorate my house I literally I don't have the money to do it and as you're talking I'm like oh my gosh okay okay (laughs) I can't believe I forgot to see this this is so important okay so one of the things we just like we incentivize the time management right we also incentivize the budget so we do not budget based on what you make right? That's an organized way of thinking about it. That would make sense, right? Because then you don't spend too much money. But the fact of the matter is nobody does that. You do that and then you're still going to overspend. So what we do is we budget based on what you spent last month. You have to do, you have to go through all of your expenses. You check what you did. We only check five categories. Okay. You can, you can keep your own monthly budget to make sure that you're paying your bills and everything. And we teach this, but the most important thing is we track net worth, which is good things. You want to spend extra money in that. That's like debt repayment, that's your house, mortgage, things like that, savings, investments. Um, and then we track um, basically food, uh, the stock room, um, and then what we call set expenses, which are the things that we would call monthly bills, like Netflix, Hulu. You can reduce those, but for the most Part those don't change every month. You're not like right. impulsively buying extra Hulu that month. You know what I mean? Right. And then what we have is um, miscellaneous expenses or random expenses, and that's pretty much everything else. So we track those, and the reason why we do that is because when you set a budget and you're like, oh, we've got forty dollars for hair this week, and you want a planner, you're gonna buy the planner and not the haircut. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, rather than try to like move money all month, like just do those five expenses. Just track those five expenses. And then all you're doing is you're trying to beat what you spent last month. And let's say that last month you spent, um, let's say you spent $1,000 on food, right? And this month you got it down to $650. You're going to take 20% of whatever you saved and you're going to blow it on whatever you want. And there's no, your husband is not allowed to say no. I don't care if it's over what you spent. I don't care if it's over what you earned. You get 20% of that money that you save and you have to put on whatever you want. And it's the exact same thing as when I say you're not allowed to do extra chores. Right. We have to change your brain to crave, absolutely crave saving money because saving money is how you get what you want. And what we find with our readers, so smart. Yeah. It's like, yeah. When they're blowing the budget, they're not blowing it on shoes or home decor or the stuff they really want. They're blowing it on extra groceries. Oh, 100%. Fun aisles at Aldi. And the reason why is, depending on the situation, one is they're like, well, I need food. (laughs) Like, you can't argue with food. But what we found is we're like, okay, well, if you only buy what you actually need, I'm going to give you 20% of that money. And you can go, you can get fake eyelashes. You can get crazy highlights. You can go shopping every... And then the other thing is we teach is if you like shopping... 
we do what we call like visiting something. So like uh-huh. you basically have this, like we call it the hashtag wants list. You have this wants list of all yeah. of the things that you would like to buy in the world. Right. And so when you have that 20% that you get and we, we pay it out weekly. So there's okay. immediate like dopamine release of I did this yesterday and today I get this. Um, you've got this whole list of things that you would love to purchase. And it's so easy to not only use your money in the best way possible, but you're getting the things that you really, really crave, which is again, training your brain to love savings. Because right now it's way more fun to go through the Aldi fun aisle or to go to Target and like, you know, maybe it's the Home Depot aisle where you're- Yeah, but the more you, literally the more you save, the more you get to just, I mean, oh, I don't know. I would probably use the word like discretionary budget, like go do whatever you want with it. But it makes you, it also forces you to be intentional about the things you're spending it on. Cause you, you know, every week you're going to get, Ooh, you're going to get it. So what are you? Yeah, that's so smart. And because, um, because all you have to do is beat last month, which is usually pretty easy because last month you didn't care. It's easy to set realistic expectations, right? So if I say, if you're spending a thousand dollars a month and I'm like, well, based on our budget, you really need to do $400 this month. You can't, you, most people can't do that unless they have really strong willpower, but people that have have failed at, at budgeting year after year, after year, after year, they implement this and they're suddenly like, no, you can't have Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid is like 10 seconds to pack it. Like you get water. And it's like, and then we even have to put in there like, hey, if your husband doesn't want to eat rice and beans every day, he doesn't have to. Like there's got to be a little bit of push and pull there. Right. Because people are suddenly money-saving fools, but it's the same thing, right? We're just, a lot of our stuff doesn't sound like it's a smart idea, right? Like Dave Ramsey's not going to tell anybody to go blue. 20% of their savings when they've got credit card debt. But it does work for people and it works super effectively. And within a couple of months, your spending is well below what you're oh, earning. Yeah. And then there's other stuff that we teach too, like you're you know, basically keeping your housing thing. Like if you have the option to change housing to give yourself breathing room, we want the most buffer possible to give right. you the most fun money to do every month. But right now, it's just like the extra time. You don't know what you would do with extra time. Extra time is just confusing. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that you want. But in reality, if you have extra time, and this happens to the readers all the time, they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, so you have to learn what you really love to do and then crave it. And you have to learn what you really want to buy and then crave it. And there's other, the other important thing I want to note is that if your husband is like, wait, what a second, you suddenly get money to blow every month? Where's my money to blow every month? There's two categories that you can do this in super easy. It's groceries and set expenses. So if the person that's more into budgeting or the person that's more choosing the groceries and buying stuff, right. have them do the grocery budget or the miscellaneous expenses and then have the husband do the set expenses. And then they can okay. call all the companies, get other rates and things like that. Oh. And then they get that money reoccurring. So let's say they reduce your expenses by hundred bucks a month and they get $20 monthly reoccurring for life because this oh. and it's, yeah. So everything is set up so that we need quick wins, fast wins. We need to keep the wins coming. And we also need to retrain your brain to create those stuff. But it works really, really well. I so wish that you and your brain and your knowledge existed from like when I was a kid and my mom was just on the struggle bus. <laughs> there was yeah. no other, we had these like bin, I mean, she. it was exactly what you were saying. Like the house gets trashed and then cleans to like, a spit shine. And then it's just over and over and over. And so it's not that she wasn't trying. It's that she did it. It's just, she didn't know how to do it to work for her. And now she's like 77. And I mean, it's, it's just different, but I'm, I'm so excited legitimately that you have created these this knowledge and this resource for people who can finally like imp- literally embrace their personality yeah. and do all the fun things because that's what that's what is so fascinating to me is the people I know who I would call chronically disorganized yeah. are like the funnest people ever. Super fun. And I mean and the funny thing is is like I used to think it was this huge personality fun. Most people accept it because they realize they can't change it, right? So you don't want to be down on yourself for your life. So you just come up with this inner monologue. Well, I'm creative and I'm fun. 
But one of the things that I found is that when we moved into business, like this personality is a huge benefit because we don't have perfectionism, right? For the most part, there's still a little bit, but um, we can release things and it's, it's okay. Like if you have a seriously perfectionist personality, it's very hard to actually make progress in the world. Now we have solved our, I guess I would say the hindrance of, of, of what's keeping us from making progress. So it's a great personality. You just have to be accepting of the fact that what works for somebody that's organized isn't going to work for you. Right. Okay. So we are going to have to wrap this up. I'm so sad. I could talk to you about it all the live long day, (laughs) but I know people are going to be watching. It's so funny because I'm like, how do I, how do I get in? I'm like, wait, I'm not chronically (laughs) disorganized, (laughs) but I know people are going to ask. So how can, let's say, how can people connect with you? And if they are literally like frothing at the mouth now to invest in themselves and in hot master home success, how do they do that? Okay, so I can send you a special hot mess. We only uh, we open it for enrollment once a year because we try to make it so that I'm available for a lot of constant feedback and I don't work a lot of hours. So we don't want like a ton of people in there all starting at one time, but I can give you a special link to let your people in. And then we also, um, you can find me at busybudgeter.com. It's my website. Um, my Facebook is also busybudgeter. My Instagram is I think the busybudgeter. Um, but we also have a 90 day budget boot camp. So if you're yeah. like, I feel like this is perfect for me, but I don't have the money for this right now. Um, you can go ahead and grab the 90 day budget boot camp. I'll give you the link for that. And that's completely free. And it talks a lot about the stuff. It gives you basically challenges to get your budget under control. But even though it's your budget, you cannot fix your budget without fixing that home management. So we bring you through a lot of the home management stuff first. That's so amazing. Thank you so much. We will include the special link. I'm super grateful for that because I know people are going to die if they feel like they have to wait a year. And we will include the link to the 90-day budget bootcamp. I don't even know. Do you know how many people have gone through your 90-day budget bootcamp at this point? I mean, it's... I think it's like 150,000 and the testimonials from it are insane. It's amazing. It's insane. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, That's so cool. So we will include both of those links, but I will go ahead and tell people who might just be listening to the audio that the boot camp you can get at busybudgeter.com slash boot dash camp. So if you're just listening and you can't click a link, that's where you can go. Um, Rosemary, thank you so much. You're like the coolest person ever. Without <laughs> you. Well, thanks. But I just, I really feel like you have like cracked the code for people to stop fighting their personalities and just have like this new approach to things where it's kind of baby steps. Uh, I mean, that's how it sounds to me. It's baby it steps. Is, yeah. You're teaching them to do the bare minimum. And then only once they're good with that, are they going to address the budget? And only once they're good with that, are they going to kind of look and see what their triggers are? And if it doesn't trigger them, they still don't have to worry about it. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. I'm sad that we have to go. We need to catch up in person soon. But for now, just I'm so grateful that you took the time to do this and share this with everyone watching. So thank you. You are very welcome. Thank you. Y'all, isn't, isn't Rosemary the best? She's so, oh, she's so amazing. And we're so opposite in so many ways. It cracks me up. But oh my gosh, she's one of my favorite people. And I can tell y'all, I grew up with a mom who was like, oh my gosh, she was just the definition of chronically disorganized. And I so wish she had had a Rosemary to help her because my mom was constantly fighting against her personality and trying to use systems created by type A people like me that were just never, ever going to work for her. Um, But she didn't have that. And I love that Rosemary has figured out the way for people to work with their personalities to get and keep their houses clean. It's just, it's so brilliant. So, and Rosemary is speaking at this year's summit again. And I'm just excited for everyone to see it. So go register, beautifulhomebeautifullife.com. It's not too late. Uh, Registration does close Monday the 15th at 11.59 p.m. So you definitely want to register before then. But like I said earlier, if you want to be eligible for the most amount of giveaways possible, register the second that you hear this because the giveaways have probably already started by the time you're listening to this. And just remember, 
Basic admission is free for everyone that remembers every, that remembers, nope, that is not what I meant to say. That means every session is free to watch for a full 24 hours from the time that it is made available. So day one sessions are going to be available from 9 a.m. on Tuesday until 9 a.m. on Wednesday. And the Wednesday sessions will be available from 9 a.m. Wednesday until 9 a.m. Thursday. You get the idea. Uh, But if you want lifetime access to all the videos, you will have the option to purchase what is called the All Access Pass for $29 before the summit begins. If you wait until after the summit begins, the price goes up to $49. So just keep that in mind. That is it for this week. I hope to see all of you at the Beautiful Home, Beautiful Life Summit. Last year, we had over 40,000 people register. I think we're going to have more people than that this year, which is just incredible. Uh, Our goal for this event is to just have mass, like mass impact. We want to help as many women as we possibly can have like a positive impact on their home and help them love it as much as possible. That's why we do it. So that's it. Uh, Next time you hear me on this podcast, I won't be alone. I'll be back with my favorite partner in crime, Tia. So until then, take care and yeah, go do something. Go do something great like register for the Beautiful Home, Beautiful Life Summit. Bye. Bye.